It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, Season 3, Episode Number 15. Open your mind to open book exams. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. It is October. It's amazing how fast time flies, but it's it's rocking and rolling. We are at the end of the first quarter for many of us, and if you're not there yet, you will be soon. Time is just melting away, it seems, and I'm ready for a little bit of fall. I think I said that a couple weeks ago that, uh, when September hit, and I'm even more ready now, uh, as I've shared with you before. If you're not from my neck of the woods, so to speak, I'm down here in Mississippi. Uh, it, it has been very, very hot, and I am ready to be refreshed with not only cooler weather, but also the holidays and all the great things that uh, the fall entails, and just that reminder of what is important. So in this week's episode... I'm going to talk about uh, open book tests and you know it's really interesting because this discussion of open book exams, open book tests, whatever you want to call them, has always sort of produced a really interesting debate amongst educators and in conversations that uh, that I have you know myself and 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 with and peers and folks that I've worked with, you know, it's really sort of one of those things that, uh, for some people, there's there's a sort just just misunderstanding of, uh, and, and I know that sounds condescending. I don't mean it that way, but I just mean there's a misunderstanding of what data says on this kind of thing, and also uh, just sort of these strong opinions about what should be done or shouldn't be done, and I just wanted to talk about it. So first of all, I, I gotta I gotta be honest with you. Um, I don't give just a ton of open book assessments. I just don't, uh, but I do give them. And I think it's important to sort of understand why it is that I think that they are important to sort of sprinkle in. I ultimately think a mix is the best way to go, and I think that's just right in line with what I always say about your assessment strategies and instructional strategies, that diversity is the key, and this is certainly going to include, at least from my perspective, open book assessments. And and I'll tell you, so I was in my, it, it took me like two or three years. So this is a long time ago when I was sort of debating um, <clears throat> whether I would give an open book test because I had a colleague, you know, she was just dead set on the practice and she used it a bunch and I always came with the, the typical objections, great inflation, um, you know, creating bad study habits and all of those things that we talked about. And I, I, I just was really hesitant about the practice. And then I gave an open book test and a, a traditional test, a written exam in science, and I, you know, I let my kids know. So uh, I mean, I wanted to, you know, to be an actual sample of sort of what uh, what they would actually do and how they would perform. So I didn't want to surprise them because you know they would have prepared and and done all the things that they would have done for a typical closed book exam. But I told them at the beginning of the unit, you know, just to kind of gauge uh, their note taking practices and that kind of thing and uh, ultimately gave the test open notes. And to my just absolute, and, and look, by the way, it I, I always standardize my assessments to some degree, and that doesn't mean, because I'm always talking about standardizing 
you know, or individualizing a standardized process. Um, I standardize meaning there's certain content on exams that I'm going to ask in certain ways and, and, and ways that I'm going to get them to show certain skills. And I carry that over from year to year, but certainly changing it for, you know, just just mixing it up and the typical things that we do because it again it's all about diversity but anyway I didn't I didn't like reword this test or rewrite the you know the book on this test or reinvent the wheel I just gave them a typical assessment and to my absolute amazement the grades were absolutely the same I'm I'm talking in a, across my five periods uh, that got this test uh, the average was within two points um, some above, some below. I mean, it, it was like I could not have generated a better typical score than what I got. And that kind of told me uh, several things. Now, I, I will say that different students, you know, perform maybe differently than some would, some wouldn't. So depending on what, you know, it, it, it just introduced a whole new set of variables, of course. But I was kind of blown away because honestly, going into the assessment, I really thought that there would be, you know, a ton of A's and B's and, uh, and, and it would be an extreme sort of spread that direction. But it wasn't. It, it really wasn't. And so that sort of clued me into something really important. And, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute in a little more detail, but it clued me in that the way that I ask questions and, and, and the way that uh, I sort of assess my students and build my class is really along the application vein. You know, I, I, I don't just spend a lot of time on assessing students on simply uh, identification of concepts or you know, providing definitions and things of like that. I mean, I, I do those things, but I sort of do those the things through the vein of application and getting them to use information. And that's how I teach. And 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 so what I found, at least in my mind, was that open book tests didn't really change sort of the the metrics for what an assessment was giving me. And then I thought to myself even more, well, this is kind of interesting. Uh, and, and I started, started looking at sort of some national database trends on, you know, and some of the statistical studies that are out there. And, and I realized that um, this is, there's a lot of data out there that says, you know, and I know that's a vague way to say it, but I, I just don't want to get lost in details of, of studies and studies and studies. But there's a lot of data out there that says, you know, one, open book exams may in fact be grade neutral and not yield the sort of inflation that we thought. Uh, and then number two, uh, I, I guess I, I really came to the conclusion that if you're going to ask students uh, to analyze information or apply information, then open book exams sort of lend themselves to that because you, you've given them and gone over the concepts and had them you know define things and identify all these different things well and then the major assessments the the summative so to speak uh, it's a good place to get them to analyze and apply those concepts so there is a place for open book assessments and again I think the key is certainly to sprinkle them in and and use them but I think that they are very useful for those purposes and I think a long time we've kind of obsessed about will this lead like I said to grade inflation or you know other grade problems and and bad study habits and I honestly 
I honestly don't see the data there and I don't see the empirical data from my own classroom where that seemed to be the case. Uh, in fact, to me, I think offering open book exams accomplishes really two things. Number one, I think it does a lot of reflection for a, it provides a lot of reflection for a teacher to sort of assess, you know, am I balancing like Maslow's hierarchy and, 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 and am I actually asking students to analyze and apply knowledge and if that's not going on then and, and, and it's sort of the needles sort of skew the other way where you're asking them to just simply identify concepts all the time or provide definitions well then certainly you would see open book exams leading to great inflation that's just kind of normal right so I think it, it, that that's the first part is that it really does allow teachers to sort of self-reflect on their own process. And I think that's an important aspect of it. And then number two, I think also it, it really pushes us, as I said, to make sure that we are hitting that diversity level with our assessments. Again, I, I already said at the top of the episode, I don't go to you know open book exams as a regular part of what I do. And when I say exams, I'm talking test exams interchangeably. It's that old college instructor coming out in me. But any of those written types of traditional assessments, I, I, I use open book exams, but they are not the dominant. But I think it's absolutely okay. And not only okay, I think it's important to, uh, to use those to diversify your assessment strategies. Um, and, and also, you get kind of this, this, this real world vibe from doing this also. Because, uh, let me just, I'll, I'll just tell you this. So in my healthcare background, I'll tell you, I was absolutely blown away by one experience particularly. I was walking the floors as part of a medical team, a bunch of students and some leading physicians uh, walking through the ICU in a hospital. And I was absolutely floored when a physician pulled out a phone and Googled something. I was blown away by that absolutely blown away by that and it was googling something medical and as I kind of went through and progressed through my you know healthcare training and all of that I, I saw it time and time again what's my point well my point is is that you know that physician may be referencing a definition or referencing a scenario or whatever but he still has his skills and the ability to analyze and do all of those things to try and get to those answers. I mean, that's real world. And I think that you have to challenge kids to do that, whether open or closed book assessments, that needs to be, you know, on, on, on both. And and for the record, I, when I say I only use open book exams sporadically, that doesn't mean on my closed book exams, those are only, uh, you know, definitional or identifying concepts. They have to apply. Uh, they just don't have their notes to accommodate that. So again, I just think it's an important set of skills that reflects the real world. It's it, it it's it's one of those things that allows you to reflect on your own process. I think it's important, and I think it's it's really important that you look at how you design all of your assessments, and that's a given, and design all of your units, and that's a given. But I I do think you should challenge kids, uh, in that diversity, to occasionally give them you know, more analytical and more application than maybe you would in a, on a typically balanced exam. And I think you do that through an open book exam. 
I really do. So I think it's an important practice that you should consider. And if you're going to do it, and again, I encourage that you use them in, in your mix, uh, don't, don't go into the business of trying to make it harder or more convoluted or anything like that. Focus on your learning goals. Focus on your learning objectives, the things that you're absolutely um, wanting them to accomplish, and don't think twice. I, again, I think it's, it's all about the learning goals. And, and so there are times and places for all of these different things. And so, again, maybe this is just another episode on your mix, your diversity, on, on, on making sure that you are trying to hit all kinds of skills, knowledge, and then, of course, your learners. And if you do those things, you're going to be in great shape. I, I just think it's an absolute must. And, and so no matter what you do, I think that's probably the most important take home from today's episode. So uh, take it or leave it. It's just where I, I sort of am on that particular issue. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you so much again for being with us, uh, being with me. Uh, it's so important that uh, we get to share and network, continue to email. Uh, I love hearing from you. In the meantime, remember to like, comment, and subscribe or buy the books on Amazon.com. See you down the road.